discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. I feel there are questions on your heart that needs to be answered. Okay? If you feel you can't ask in the microphone openly, you can send a message to your pastor, to Pastor Ko or Pastor uh, Monty, and they will read it out to us, and then we'll answer it. This is a good thing. Are you sure it's a good thing? This is the first time I'm preaching here. Normally, when I go somewhere, it's the first time I'm preaching. I like to, especially in our church, I like to answer the questions that are on the people's hearts, because most people have questions. There are a lot of questions in people's hearts, in people's minds, so... It will be good for those questions to be answered. Hallelujah. Yes. Any questions now? If you have a question, you can ask. If you have a question, you can ask. It doesn't have to be about what I've shared. It can be about anything or about what I've shared. Yes. What's your name, my dear? Josephine. Josephine. Nice meeting you. Yes. You're a shepherd? Yes. Wow. Beautiful. Shepherd in training. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Okay. Um, Bishop, please, I want to know um, how a Christian becomes um, fruitful. And that fruitfulness means like acquiring material things. Yes. That fruitfulness means acquiring material things. And Fatty, you know what? If you listen to what I shared with, uh, with you concerning fruitfulness at the beginning of the year, I'll recommend the New Year's message to you because I shared on fruitfulness along different lines. I shared concerning fruitfulness, spiritual, the spiritual fruitfulness, there's bearing fruit spiritually, there's bearing fruits um, in, your, in your kind or in your workplace. You see, then there's bearing fruit in your body. That's health, children, or marriage, or any other thing. Then there's bearing fruit, the fruit of your land, where everything that you do works. So there are different kinds of, um, there's even eternal fruit, bearing fruit eternally, which has to do with doing things in the now that will make you have fruit in the, in the future, which includes leading people to Christ, stabilizing them in the house, or shepherding people. There are so many verses I can show you. Look at... Um, First, first Peter chapter 5, verse 4. Look at First Peter chapter 5. It says, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that faded not away. So there's something called a crown of, a crown of glory, which is a fruit in, et- in eternity. You see, Jesus mentioned in, um, in Mark chapter 10, verse 29. Look at Mark 10, 29. Jesus mentioned, Anyone who has left father and mother and children and house and all of those things for his sake, eh? Go up, please. Jesus answered and said, Very likely unto you, there is no man that has left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and for the Gospels. Next, next verse. But he shall receive. Jesus said, you've left all these things for my sake and for the Gospel's sake. Because of the Gospel, you are not looking for lands. You are not looking for some things. You are not looking at what everybody... You are just serving God and focusing on God. He says, I'll pay you. I'll give you fruit. That's 
commitments leads to a certain kind of fruitfulness, which is eternal and physical as well. It says, but he shall receive a hundredfold. Now, in this, in this time, now in this time, now in this life, you shall have the houses that you left, you shall have them and more. And the brothers that you left, you shall have them and more. Then it says, and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. Then it says, and in the world to come, you shall have eternal life. So there's a world to come, a world to come where you can have life. You see, eternal life is a, um, there's eternal life for this present world, and there's eternal life for the, the life to come. And even in the life to come, in this present world, for instance, this is Tema. We have a Shyman here. We have Gulf City here. What's the, what's the richest place, nicest place in Tema? Community 12. That's where we are now, right? 7. Ah, 12. I know 12. Yeah. 12 and 6. 12 and 6. But you, you see, we are all in Tema. But you can be in Community 1. Or Newtown. Or Ashaiman. Or Community 12 or 6. Ashaiman, New York. Or Lebanon. Do you see? Go ahead. Tulaku. Now you know Ashaiman, eh? <laughs> wow. That's what I'm talking about. So the life to come also has areas. There are areas in heaven. No? It's not just one big heaven. There's areas in heaven. Yes. And you can be in one corner or you can really be living large in heaven. It's all dependent on what you sow in this present life. So fruitfulness is not only about physical things. It's about earning or uh, growing spiritually. There's growing up spiritually. Okay, and that's what, what I mentioned today primarily has to do with developing, I could have focused on developing your, yourself spiritually through the word of God. But I try to speak about it generally. You get it. So apart from giving you spiritual things, there are physical things that you can be fruitful in. There are, there are things in your body that you can be fruitful in. There are things concerning your land that you can be fruitful in. And then there are things in eternity that you can be fruitful in. So fruitfulness cuts across. Okay? Yes. Have I answered you? Josephine, have I answered you? Beautiful. Yes, my dear. Um, my name is Stephanie. Yes, Stephanie. Um, so I would say for now, I'm the only Christian in my family. Wow. Um, nobody goes to church. I'm the only person going to church. I'm the only person talking to everybody. And most of the time, they see me as Samwebi in the house. <laughs> Because they think I'm saying everything in the house. Um, I'm very bothered about my kid sisters and a brother. I, we are four. So we are three girls and one. You are the one. oldest. Yes, I'm the Beautiful. eldest. And they are not with me. Because I'm doing my service here and they are in Kumasi. They okay. are with my parents. But um, I see them and I get so sad. Because if I'm taking them to church, it's a problem. It's a big problem in the house mm. if I want to take them to church. So most of the time, I don't know what to do. Most of the time, I just feel like giving up. I'm like, God, why? Because I'm trying my best. I'm doing everything I can, but it's, it's actually not working. Yeah, so um, one of the things that you can do, you know, is to pray. Some of the things are beyond us, okay? If you read in the Bible, the Bible talks about, Jesus talks about praying to the Lord of the harvest that he may send laborers, you see. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, 37, and 38. Can we look at it? Matthew 9, 36. 
But when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Verse 37. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. You see, the laborers are what? Few. Then he says, Pray ye that the Lord have it. He was talking to the disciples. He didn't tell them to go and win souls. He told them, You pray, because they were already trying to win. He told them, Pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest, that he will send for laborers into his harvest. So there's a laborer for your mother, for your father, who will preach to them and they will change. You, will not, you may not change them with your preaching. There's a laborer for your younger siblings. There's a classmate who can preach to them for them to change. Like she's saying, someone has to master courage and say what he or she needs to say to them. Do you get it? So your job is to pray. Okay? And don't feel bad for being a Christian. The Bible, I've not seen it in the Bible yet, but it says when he saves one, he saved, he saved all. He saved the whole household. You get it? So because you are saved, light is already in the house. Yes. And all the things you have been saying are actually seeds that you have. So you have so many seeds in your heart. And one day it will be harvested. Someone will say something that will let them, that will click to what you have said already. That will cause them to be born again. John chapter 4, verse um, 32. John four thirty-two. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Has any man brought him anything to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Next verse, please. Say, say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Jesus had just won someone to, to the Lord. Okay? And the disciples were wondering what he was, whether he had eaten and all of that. And he said, So winning is his food. Then he said, don't you always say that is yet, is yet four months and then they come at the harvest? Behold, I see unto you, lift up your, your eyes and look on the fields, for they are quite all ready to harvest. In other words, it's time to lead people to Christ. Next verse. And he that reapeth, so he, he describes two people. He describes he that reapeth receiveth wages. The one who reaps receives wages. That's fruits of eternal life, into eternal life. Then he says, and gather fruit unto life eternal, isn't it? And gathers fruits unto eternal life. But that both he that soweth is to introduce another person, the one that soweth, and he that reapeth may rejoice together. So when it comes to sow winning, there are those who sow and there are those who reap. And there are those who reap and there are those who sow. So I can sow into someone's life. I can talk to somebody. The person will not give his life to Christ there. But you, the person can meet you at some other place and you talk to the person and the person will give his life to Christ. My work and your work are together. We all receive our wages on that day. The wages for my, my seed that I sowed and the wages for the harvest that you reaped will be presented to us on that day. Do you get it? Uh, so all the things you have been saying is actually, go to the next verse. And he that repairs, and hearing is that saying true. One soweth and another repeth. This is, this is so winning. This is how it happens. So when you go out and you preach to somebody or you talk to your for family and they are not minded, don't worry, you are, sowing. You are, you are sower. Someone is going to reap one of these days. Yes, and God, because you are praying, God will keep them alive until they are born again. They are not born again, they are not dying. Okay? Unless they decide not to receive when the reaping comes. Okay? And another thing you can do is to put timelines. When it comes to salvation, getting people, your family saved, because of the authority you have over them, you can pray a prayer of faith for them. Okay? You can put a timeline on when you want their salvation to come. You can say before the year ends, I want them saved. And something can happen. Yes. You have to do that. 
If you don't do that, then you leave it open. It can go for many, many years. So that's what you need to do. Put a timeline to it. That before this year ends, Father, I want all my siblings saved. And I want my parents also saved. Okay? You can even write a date down. 22nd December. By 22nd December, this should happen. And then you pray. You keep praying. Every time you remember, you pray. And thank God for their salvation. And it will happen. Okay? All right. God bless you. Yes. Any other question? Yes. Praise the Lord. My name is Shadrach. Um, Daddy, God bless you so much. Amen. God bless you too. Uh, this is a true word. Wow. That I trust that uh, we, the children of God, need to grow on. Mm. Um, what baffles my mind is uh, relating your teaching this evening. Um, I had a testimony recently. A pastor in America who bought um, an auditorium on a mortgage. And uh, he was unable to pay. So time elapsed and they had wanted to take the building. And this is a pastor, preacher of the word. He stood on national television, radios. He was begging the public for fun. And it got to a point he was almost giving up. But it took an unbeliever who doesn't know the word. Per uh, your teaching, the word must bring prosperity into our lives. But an unbeliever who doesn't know the word was the one who came into the pastor's life at the last hour to bless him with a million dollars. And when this pastor was appealing for the fans, people were mocking at him, where is your God, where is your Jesus? So what is the unbeliever doing right and what is the believer not doing right? Is it the lack of knowledge or we are not applying certain things we need to know as children of God to tap into this prosperity? Because this is a question in the mind of believers. Why is it going on well with unbelievers, those in the world, those who don't know Christ? They don't know the word. Sometimes they mock at us. They look at our shoes and say, you say you go to church, look at your shoe. You see, so are we missing something, Daddy? Yeah, we are. So what we God are missing, you. yes, what we are missing is uh, one of, it's a number of things. But one of the things that we are missing is um, the, the theology concerning work. Okay? Um, a lot of believers don't, I don't know how come, but they don't know that they need to be, they need to work, and they don't know that they need to be diligent at what they do. You see? The Bible talks about Job, and how Job was the richest man in the East, and Job feared the Lord. You see? Huh? There, are many, there are many people who fear God who are very rich. Don't think that it's unbelievers who are rich. It's not true. The men who built America were all people who feared the Lord and were Christians. That is why they wrote, in God we trust, on the, they were politicians, they were businessmen, they were all of those things. Do you see? Yes. So don't, don't think that... Um, Unbelievers are rich, and believers are not rich. It's not true. Okay? All through the Bible, you see it. Isaac was a wealthy man to the point that the Philistines feared him because they couldn't beat his prosperity. You get it? Now, this is our heritage. We have a heritage of riches and wealth. That's the truth. But there are practical things that need to be done. Isaac practically sowed into the earth to practically receive harvest. Isaac practically dug Wells 
to practically receive water. Water was expensive at that time. Do you get it? So there are practical things that we need to do, like working. Working. Can you tell them to move away? We rented the space. They should go away so that we can, we can, we can have our peace of mind. Okay? Yes. So there's the, there's the, there's the, there's the doctrine of diligence. See us thou a man who is diligent in his business. Don't close it. We need our air. They should just move away for us. Yes. See us thou a man who is diligent in his business. He shall what? He shall stand before kings and not mean men. Okay? They are very rich pastors. Like me. By God's grace, I've not stood on national TV to beg anybody for money or else uh, uh, for because of foreclosure. You get it. So there are principles that pastor should have followed that he didn't follow. And it got him into that particular um, mess. Okay? Yet God, God can use anyone. He can use anyone. Ezra chapter 1. In Ezra chapter 1. That's why you need to read the Bible. In Ezra chapter 1, God, used, God has used many unbelievers to do his work. Many. In fact, they are one of the number one ways of doing his work. Because the Bible says that the ungodly shall heap up treasure for the, for the godly. So one of, the, one of their purposes in life is to heap up treasure for us. So the, the reason why that man heaped up that treasure is so that he can bless this. Who, you, who do you think prompted a man to give to a pastor? A million dollars. It's, it's God. It has to be God. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So in Ezra chapter 1, you see... Cyrus, who was a king, an unbelieving king, was used to give an instruction concerning building the house of, rebuilding the house of God. And then he was also used to tell everybody who was an unbeliever to give for the house of God to be built. You see? Aha. Uh-huh. So, um, there are things we need to do. And if we don't do those things, we move God's hand. It's like God is compelled to use other people. Yes, practical things. Hard work. You need to be hard working at what you do. You see, huh? we shouldn't pretend as though we spend all our time in church. It's not true. How long have you been here? And how many times will you be here? Do you get it? If you are unable, if you are going to spend, that's why I'm talking about using your time well. If you are going to be spending your time watching Facebook, watching YouTube, how can you prosper? How can you lead in the field that God has given to you to lead in? You see, you are a banker. That is the field God has placed you in. You know, that's where God wants to be. If you're a banker, then lead in your field. Leadership is about leading in the field that God has placed you in. Not leading people. It's about leading in where you are. Becoming so good that everybody will come for you. And come for the knowledge you have. You get it. So know it. Read. There are things we need to read. There are things we need to talk about. There are things we need to apply ourselves to. We need to move. We need to get things done. You see, in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6, it says, Go down to the ant, you sluggard. Laziness is killing a lot of God's people. Because prayer is one aspect. There are things you do spiritually, and there are things you do physically. The prayers and those things are to help you, bring you the blessings of God. But I've preached to you that the blessings of God cannot show forth physically unless you touch something. Yeah. If there's any propounder of that, it's me. I talk about that a lot. After you have given, there's a message I preached. Now that that's the first, that's the first thing I preached. Now that you have given, what next? Work. If your mind is not developed, it's not going to work. So you need to read some books. You need to do what you need to do. You say you are going to do investments. You don't know. You don't know about investments. You need to know about investments so that the Holy Spirit can move you or show you what to invest in at what time. You get it. Uh huh. So believers who apply themselves properly to working, diligence, hard work. 
end up becoming what they are supposed to be. David was a he was a general. That I mean, in those days, the way to prosper was to be physically strong. Prosperity was directly proportional to bodily strength. The giants were rich. The generals were rich because they can come to your country, come and plunder, kill everybody and plunder what you have. They became rich by taking from others who had guarded. That was how they became primarily. If you were a farmer, you weren't going to be rich. You see, then the age of the mind, we are, still, we are even still in the age of the mind, where those who are mentally aware, Bill Gates is not strong. He's not physically strong. Steve Jobs was not physically strong. Zuckerberg is not physically strong. Elon Musk is not physically strong. They are just brainies. They've not even invented anything. They just put brainy people together and they prosper. That's all they do. So there is a day and age of using your mind. You get it. And the word of God enlightens your mind. The word of God strengthens your body. So David used the word of God to strengthen his body and enlighten his mind. Now we must use the word of God to enlighten our mind so that we can do what God wants us to do. So we are missing out on something. That's the truth. We, we have to pay attention to God's word so that God's word can do what it says in our lives. Because God talks about all these things. Yes. God talks about all this. See as a man who is diligent in his business, he shall stand before mean men. Yeah, I'll show you Proverbs 6. Go to the ants, that's like you, you lazy man. Eh? And consider her ways and be wise. Do you see? Next verse. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler. He says nobody's overseeing him. Nobody's ruling over his life. Nobody's doing anything for him. Nobody tells him what to do. But he wakes up, the aunt wakes up and gathers food for himself from your kitchen, from this other person's kitchen. Small, 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 small. Throughout the day, he's always working, carrying food all the time so that in winter it will not have a problem. It can build a big ant hill because of the concept of oneness, okay, and the concept of hard work, being consistent with what you're doing. So he says, which having no guide over sea or ruler. Next verse. Provided her meat in summer and gathered her food in the, in the harvest. Do you see? How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Like the God is concerned. The laziness is too much. What is killing us in Africa is laziness. <coughs> Sorry. Lack of leadership, laziness. Do you see? Yes. So we need to really read the word and allow the word of God to direct. If you allow the word of God to direct you, to teach you to be hardworking. It will show you what to do and teach you to be hardworking at what you are doing so that you can go forward. Whatsoever you find yourself doing, do it with all. Yes. Ask unto the Lord with all your strength. Do what you are supposed to do. Yes. Yes. The book, the book of Proverbs was written for that. Ecclesiastes was written for that. All these places. Psalms. All these places. You see. Mm. And you see hardworking people. If you look at how Jacob became prosperous, you see how Jacob was a farmer taking care of sheep and how he worked hard every day. The blessings of God make us rich and ask no sorrow. But the way the blessings of God makes you rich is so is through working. Okay? Yeah. I've answered you. Yeah. So we are missing out on something. Honestly. 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 But if you if you allow the Lord to show you where you should be, which field you should be in. And when you get into that field, you take it seriously. You see, I'm a pastor. I have made two adopters. Some of my mates have been, have been ministers in this country before. I have mates who, have, who are former ministers. That's their field. They are leading in it. I shouldn't become something in my field. So I'm also trying to lead very well in my field. 
by being hard working. I'm working. You are sitting, I'm standing. I'm the one talking. This is my work. Do you get it? Tomorrow, I drove all, all the way here. Tomorrow, I'm going to preach in another place. The next time, I'm preaching in another place. The next time, I'm preaching in another place. Saturday, I'm preaching in another place. Sunday, I'm preaching. The whole day, I have meetings. Monday, I rest. Tuesday, I'm going again. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm traveling here, doing this, doing that, doing that. I'm working so that all the small parts of what God has given for me to do will increase. You see? Mm-hmm. We've not gotten to where we've gotten to by sleeping. Yes. I'll do come meetings, stand for hours. I'm working. That's my work. Just a Saturday, I spoke for about six hours. Standing, talking, up, going up and down, trying to help the people so that they can do what they need to do. So that's, this is my field, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So I expect those who are in their field to also do what they're supposed to do, to become what they're supposed to do. And we have, we have quite a number of people who are leading in their field already. It's just a matter of time. Yes. Okay? So that you don't become a beggar. You're not supposed to become a beggar. God doesn't want you to become a beggar. So we shouldn't let people talk about our God by doing what we are supposed to do. Yes, because Christianity teaches us to be hardworking. I've answered you. Beautiful. Thank you. Any other person? We have a church in the, in the diaspora um, that has many different sit, um, countries. Many different places. Chinese, Israelis, Japanese, Danish, all these people, Germans. And I was meeting them one of those days. And one, one Israeli asked me this question. Why is Africa the way it is? Why is Africa the way it is? I'm just coming, just a week ago, a week ago today, I had just come from Singapore. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. You see. But there's, so, there's no dust anywhere. There's so much dust everywhere. I mean, this one, you won't have it close to a church. Or, I mean, it's, it's different. Why is it like that? Two things. There's a curse working in this part of the world. What it means is that you need to work extra hard to come out of that curse. There's a curse, if you don't know. There's a curse of Noah on Ham. That is working practically. A servant of servants, you shall not excel. A servant of servants, shall you be to your brethren. It is there. It is working practically. Practically. It's a special case that is working in Africa. Yeah. He cares Canaan. Okay? Who was black? Ish. I tell you. Yeah. So it's there. We can't explain why our governments can't do some things. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have so much money. There's no leadership. There's gold. There's whatever. We can't take the gold and sell and buy things and do road and do whatever. No matter which government comes, they are all the same. Yeah. Different. I've been, and now you've realized, right? That they are different sides of the same coin. The same coin. You are, we are spending the same coin. The value is the same. No difference. Whether MPP or NDC. Same at the comments. Yes. One will steal and go. The other person will come and continue stealing. They all teach each other how to steal. But all the money, we have so much money. We can do so much. You see. But there's a case working that people are not aware of. The way to escape the curse is to be born again and to be hardworking. Take the born again experience seriously. Yes. And there are preachers who have proved that you don't have to be under the curse. Because the Bible says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. So we are blessed beyond the curse. You get it. And you can rise beyond the curse. Yes. I mean, they are very... If you look at ICGC... Dr. Mensah has been able to rise above the curse in a certain way. He's led in a certain way. 
you can accuse him for whatever, but he's done something from a classroom to a multinational something. If you look at Bishop Dag, classroom to multinational something. Ampia, uh, 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 what is it called? Uh, Archbishop Nick, all this, Bishop Oedipo, Pastor Chris, all this, Asu CG, they've moved from classrooms to multinational things that are multi billion, multi million dollar, whatever, doing various things all around the world. They are preachers. How many companies in Ghana have exited Ghana? The shores of Ghana. How many companies? Not even one. Casapreco was the one, but I don't know if he's still doing it. Nestle, whatever we have in this country is from outside. Yeah. Everything. Melcom is foreigners. Palace, foreigners. All the things, all the big things we have is foreigners. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So we need to really allow the word of God to enlighten us and become hardworking so that we can go where God wants us to go. Know what is really going on. That there's a case around that we need to beat. We need to rise above. We have to rise above it. It's there. It's real. What are you? Your life will be in a certain way till you die. The hotel I was in, the toilet, the toilet seat heats on its own, and it can check your temperature and check your your diabetes level. And I mean, it has the remote. The, the toilet seat has remote. As you are coming close, the, the toilet, the, the cover lifts on its own, and then it starts heating up. As you are walking, when it senses your footsteps, it's just, I mean, why can't we have these things in our country? Why can't we have it? Can you imagine? Why can't we have it? You have to rise above. At least your small area there, where you are, right, decide to rise above the case. <laughs> yes, take the word of God seriously, honestly. Yes, it's the way to rise above the case. Yes, or else you'll be, be another case. There's a case of sweating before you eat. The sweat of your bra. Shall you eat? Yes. You need to rise above it by taking God's word seriously. I'm blessed. Jesus took the crown of thorns for me. I don't need to sweat before I eat. I don't need to struggle before I can have something. No. Believing that and working hard is what makes you what you're supposed to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Any other question? Maybe we can take one last question. Yes. So, um, Solomon, right? Shadrach, sorry. Shadrach, yeah. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks What's your name? Word, Pastor. Please, I'm John. John, yes. Beautiful name. Yes, thank you. Um, I want to ask about giving. Yes. Giving. Yes. I knew when you give, you get... But in this world, when you give, you rather drain or lose. I want to ask the reason why. Because most of the time, you might see someone suffering. You can use your penny to favor that person. But that person's luck might drain your whole life. <laughs> that person's what? Luck. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if it is the reason why, like, giving him your last is the reason why you are suffering or... Because sometimes when you give, you rather lack. Yeah. Let me answer for you. By God's grace, I've been giving. I've not lacked. Uh-huh. Now, there are some people you don't have to give to. There are some people you shouldn't give to. Yes. To give to them, you lack. Yeah. Yes. John, you can sit down. Have you read about the prodigal son before? Yes. Have you read about the prodigal son? Yes. The prodigal son was someone not to give to. Luke chapter 15. 
The Bible says that, and no man gave to him. When no man gave to him, then he realized that he needs to go back to his father. If anybody had given, the more they gave to him, the more he was going to stay in his error. So there are people who are in error who should not be given to. If you give to them, you are going to go down. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can you look for it? And no man gave to him. Luke chapter 15. It may be verse 30 something. Ah, 16. Yes. It says, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. Nobody gave to him. Now, because nobody was giving to him, and he lacked so much. Look at the next verse. And when he came to himself, nobody giving to him is what made him come to his senses, that he needs, he needs God. He needs to go back to God. He needs to go back to his father. Are you, are you seeing it? So sometimes you are giving to somebody, and the person, you are actually preventing the person from going to where he's supposed to go to for the help that he's supposed to get. You are giving to the person, the person is going to smoke weed with it. Yeah. You are going to make his life worse. Yeah. You are giving to the person, the person is going to get, buy cocaine with it. You are making his life worse. The best thing you can do for him is to not give to him. If you, give, if you don't give to him, you come to his senses and you change, become the way, what God wants him to be. Yeah. Do you understand? So there are people who are, they are, they are trouble and you shouldn't give. You shouldn't sponsor. If you sponsor them, you will lack. You will lose everything that you have. Okay? That's why your giving must be directed by the Holy Spirit. I preach a message on letting the Lord lead you as to what to give and even who to give to. Okay? And I can give to a lot of people, but I depend on the Holy Spirit to tell me who to give to. No, I don't just give to anybody. Sometimes I'll be driving. I'll get to the traffic light. Someone will come out. God will tell me, don't give to God will tell me, don't give to him. And I'll not give to him. You must hear God. Sometimes someone will come. God will tell me, give him, give him, I'll give him 20 cities or 50 cities. I've been giving 100 cities before because God told me to do it. You see, so you must be led by the Spirit in your giving. Okay? It's very important. Uh, now, um, understanding what giving is is also very, it's, it's also key. Okay? There are, four, there are four people or places to give to. You have to give to God. You have to give to his servants. You have to give to your parents. And you have to do uh, you, might, you are to give to other people, philanthropy, to the poor, almsgiving. So to God, to his servants, and it's in order of importance. What I'm saying is in order of importance. So God first, his servant second, your parents third, and then the poor fourth. If you give to the poor without giving to God, you have bought poverty for yourself. It's, it's in order of importance. God is the first, and God must always have. Can you imagine that God says, Give to me first? Because who gave you what you have? Where did it come from? If you think it's your strength, wait until you, you wake up and you can't move your leg and you can't go to work for two months or three months. If you think it's your strength, He gives you power to make wealth. So if you understand that God is the one who brings you, Strength and health and blessing. I mean, the unbelievers, that unbeliever who gave to the church, probably he knows what he gets when he gives to the church. Yes, there are businesses that give to churches. They are, do, you know what, do you know how America is prosperous? Because America gives to Israel every year. 
Pray for the peace of Israel. He, they are always giving to Israel all the time. Developing things and giving to them all the time. Because of the alignment with Israel, God blesses them and God helps them. For whatever they do to prosper. Are you in the church? So if you give to God, <coughs> you have set your... If you give to God first, it says, sow to the spirit and not to the flesh. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6 and verse 7. He that soweth to the spirit shall, shall reap life. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Eh? Go, go up, go to verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Next verse. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Then he says, For he that soweth to his flesh, soweth to his flesh, like doing things in the flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So if you sow to the spirit, you shall reap life. So you must do God's own first. You must do his servants. Then your parents. Your parents are very important. You have to honor your parents. When your, when your mother says, God bless you, <laughs> it's more than when your friend says, God bless you. The God bless you of your mother or your father is more important than your... No matter how they treated you, if they looked after you or they didn't look after you, look after them. Your blessing is in looking after them. My last transaction was with my father was blessings. The last thing I did for my father was to give, him, to give something to him. Yes. When I gave to him, I'd gone to... It was not, it was not well. I'd paid for some hospital things, whatever. And when I was leaving, he said, oh, Charlie, give me money for myself. So I went to my car, got some money, and put it in his pocket. And he did this. And he told me, let me pray for you. Pray for me. Blessed me. Said a lot of things. Since he died, I've prospered. Yeah, yeah. Since he died, I've just had. My mother is alive. So I don't I'm going to her tomorrow. I'm going to give to her. Every time I'm giving to her. Yeah. Whenever I'm coming, so I have thing food in my, in my car or cash in my, in my pocket. Whichever one. Sometimes both. Going to give. Then she say, God bless you. Yeah. So some people are wondering why I'm prospering. You don't know why I'm, I'm doubling in blessings, not in cases. I tell you, you have to do those things. No matter how small it is. So you don't skip your mother and your father and go and do it for your friend. Or your beloved. Or your boyfriend. One you are not married to. You are joking. That kind of giving may cause you to become poor. You just give. You see, because lending to the poor, the Bible says that the one who gives to the poor is lending to God. When you give to the poor, you have lent your money to the poor. He says God will give you back to you. So if you give one CD to the poor, do you know what God will do? He says you have lent to him, and he will give you back your one CD. Hmm. He that has pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he has given, will he pay him again? So this is what happens when you give to the poor. When you give to the poor, what you have given to the poor will be given to you again. Ish. But when you give to the Lord, it says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall I cause men to add unto your bosom? That's multiplied by so many and given back to you. So you can't skip God and go and give to the poor. No. Don't give your tithe to the poor. You have made a mistake. You have made a very big mistake. The tithe is for God. This is mine. Give it to me. Give it to God. God will give you what you are supposed to have. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, and understand some of these things. And you prosper. Okay? Uh, yes. I know, I know someone who is close to me who gives to his friends a lot. He doesn't give to God. It's run him down. Yeah, he's looking for money now. He's poor now. He can't even give 500 Ghana cities. Meanwhile, sometimes he could even give 10,000 cities. 
to his friends. But church, no. No, 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 no. Hey, all these pastors, all these church people, he used to talk like that. That's costing Papa. And I'm watching like this. I'm a pastor. So if I go and say, they will say I'm a pastor. I'm just watching. Now he's going to Malam. The last I heard, he has gone to a Malam. For help. He's destroying his life. Yeah. You see. No matter how far you go, <laughs> go and ask any rich man in America. They will talk to you about giving. And they will talk to you about giving to God. <laughs> I mean, there are people who have died and they vote everything to God. Mm-hmm. They give to God, they give to society, they give to your parents, they do all of those things. You make money to give. It's not for, money is made to give, to be given. What will you do with $5 billion? What are you doing with it? It's waste. How many cars can you use? So the desire, it's a poor man who has desire for a lot of things. The desire to have a lot of things. You want five houses, ten houses, twenty houses. It's poor people who think like that. A rich man does not think like that. No, 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 no. So all these politicians who are stealing money and all. They, do you, have you seen rich, uh, some, some politicians death before? Have you seen how they die? Have, I don't know if you've ever seen any former minister any dying. Have you seen some before? Yes. You've seen some? Strange deaths. Strange deaths very, and when they die, everything just vanishes. Or everything vanishes before they die. It's all over. They, just that they, it's not published in the news how they died. Yeah. So you don't know. You, you may not know. But they lose everything because you can't steal the people's money and prosper yourself. It's money for everybody. You are stealing it for yourself. God will punish you here on earth and there in heaven. If you do any politician, advise them. Tell them to do the right thing. Because they will answer to God. All of them will answer to God. Because that hospital money that they used... That money to build the hospital that they used to buy a house has cost many people's debts, children and everything. You think God is going to say, God is a judge of the universe. He doesn't sit and watch. He will also judge you when you come. Oh, yes. yes. So you have to be very smart. Don't just give to God. Hmm? The way for me to bless my parents is by giving to God. Bless my siblings. I have nieces and nephews. I have 13 siblings. Yes. And I have about 35 nieces and nephews so far. It's still increasing. And I'm an uncle to all of them. And everybody wants a piece of you. By God's grace, I'm able to sort quite a number of people out. Yeah. yeah. But before I do this, I do God's own. Yeah. Yes. I do my first fruits. I do my fights. I do my seed. Then you see that God is supplying for everybody. When it's time for school fees for all these people, God will supply. I'll be able to pay this one's school fees and pay that one's school fees because I'm lending to God. I'm blessing them. They are my family. They are my blood. And as I do that, they are blessed you. God bless you. That's something for me. It means God bless me. You see, when someone says God bless you, oh, maybe I didn't want them. I didn't want them. You have made a mistake. One of our brothers here was given money by a rich man and he said, God bless you. And the rich man told him, Give me my money back. Is it God who gave it to you? Is it not me who gave it to you? That's someone who's on his way to poverty. He doesn't know who has given him strength to do what he's doing. I wouldn't be surprised if he's sick now and on his way to death. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. All those who talk like that, it's like Nebuchadnezzar. You were a fool. You don't know who gave you the strength to do what you're doing. And one of these is you eat grass. You eat a, a body, 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 body. <laughs> Yes. So, have you been blessed? Yes. What a blessing. What a blessing.
I'll come again and again and again and again. Okay. Hopefully before the year ends, I'll pass by again. Yes, I'll come again and again and again and again. I've enjoyed myself. Have you been blessed? I just want you to thank God for what he has shared with you. I think God has said so many nice things to all of us. I want you to just thank God. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Thank God. Thank God.